welcome to Let's Talk It All. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm Ample. And tonight we have an exciting show about... The Second Amendment. The Second Amendment? The what is that, amendment. sir? That's the right to arm bears. No, wait, wait, no. Bear arms. That's bear right. arms. Bear arms. That means you can walk around with a sleeveless shirt and no one can harass you. Huh. No kidding. Amazing our forefathers put that into the Constitution. They were thinking ahead? Uh, they were thinking ahead. Could also be the fact that the forefathers thought it would be a good idea for the citizenry of the new United States of America to keep their firearms. You know, Thomas Jefferson, in the Virginia Constitution, draft number one in 1776, said this, No free man shall ever be debarred the use of arms. Did you know he said that? I know he said a lot of things. That was Thomas Jefferson, was one, one of the founding, founding fathers, fathers of our Constitution. They had very strong feelings about this. And uh, it's a key, key thing for a lot of reasons, um, especially America. Uh, we, one of our biggest advantages over the British during the war is that the Americans had designed a rifle that could shoot further and more accurate than the British muskets. The British overlords. The, the red coats. The red coats. And this gave us a huge advantage, and the British knew it. And one of the one of the sparks that brought us when the whole Lexington and Concord uh, deal, the battles at Lexington and Concord, where they were actually come to confiscate the weapons of the citizens, and uh, the whole thing started because they knew our weaponry was superior. To theirs, and they were afraid of it. It's still superior to this day. We haven't lost our edge, not one bit. Not one bit. Nope. No, we do. We do. Well, I will say we put out some nice firearms and weapons, but there are countries that put out equally entertaining pieces of machinery. Oh yes, but uh, you know, in all fairness, you know, uh, the U.S. today, United States, we're not going to get off the subject. Don't worry. But the United <laughs> States today, we spend just on black. Budget projects alone, we spend a hundred billion dollars a year. Think about that: a hundred billion dollars a year. You can take all the militaries in the world, including China, and combine them, excluding one country, Russia. Combine them, we spend more in our research and development for weapons than all the other countries' militaries spend on the entire militaries combined. That's how far advanced we are. The stuff we have, we as citizens haven't seen. The stuff we've seen right now is 20 years out of date to what we actually have. I guarantee people out there right now, that's what we have. Oh, yeah. I, I have no doubts. Uh, an armed citizenry would not stand a chance against our government. Oh, no. Not at all. If it went no. down that road again. Yeah. No. We like to think so. We like to keep that as the cornerstone of our faith in the Second Amendment. Right. Is that the citizens should be armed so they can keep the government in check. But... We'd be that, annihilated. That, that, that train left the station <laughs> a long time long ago. Time ago. Um, I will say, though, if they could develop something that I saw on the internet, and it's got to be true, uh, the other day, um, there is a video out there, and uh, for all our animal lovers, um, I apologize, but this was just fascinating to me. And you may have seen it by now. A woodpecker was sitting on top of a high-voltage pole, whatever it was. He was just sitting on top of the pole, and it wasn't that he was really disturbing the pole. He was just sitting there, and about four or five seconds into the video, it was like 
a Tesla coil. This spark just arced to where the woodpecker was, and he was gone, gone. Like poof, vaporized, like two feathers were floating down. It was like some out of a cartoon. No blood, no guts, no nothing, just vaporized. They slowed it down to quarter speed. Still happened pretty damn quick. But this thing just disintegrated. Like hmm. that total atomic molecular reversal thing they talked about in Ghostbusters. <laughs> two feathers. All that was left of this bird was two feathers wow. floating down where a poof of smoke was where his body was. Wow. I'm thinking, you got something to do to a human body? We got a play toy at this point. Yeah. But I know it was woodpecker on a high voltage pole that probably will come up on YouTube. Watch it. Again, if you're an animal lover, I apologize, yeah, it's but not, it's just it's just an amazing yeah, video. It's not stripper on pole, it's no, woodpecker. No, not, not a woodpecker, but yeah. a woodpecker. <laughs> it's one word, woodpecker, not woodpecker. What's our sound effects tonight? That would have been perfect. That would have been perfect. <laughs> I, I've been so busy. Um, so back on topic. So yes, yeah, so the Second Amendment. The second and it's key to remember that it's the second amendment. Right. Now, a month ago, we talked about the first. Yes, the first. Amendment. Yes. And the first Which gives us the ability to do this show. Do this show. Gives us the ability to worship the God or gods that we want. Uh, gives us the ability to gather and talk about things, to gather and protest. The First Amendment is, is it's the First Amendment for a reason. It's the one that sets up all the others. It's the one that they felt was the most important thing to say that this is what we feel we should have a right to do. Yep. Then they come up with the, the Second Amendment. And I can only think that they come up with the Second Amendment is to protect that First Amendment. I would think that would be a correct way to look at they it. They said, you know what, we got all these freedoms, now we got to find a way to protect those freedoms to keep a government from taking them back away from us or someone else. And on that note, Thomas Jefferson, in a letter to James Madison dated December 20th, 1787, said, what country can preserve its liberties if the rulers are not warned from time to time that their people preserve the spirit of resistance, let them take arms. Tom, Tom, Tom uh, Jay, he knew he was talking about. He did. He was a pioneer. Yep. Pioneer yes, in a lot was. of things. Um, so, yeah, it's it was there for Then the Third Amendment, if you look at the amendments, and you can look at what was going on at the time. Third Amendment talks about, um, I believe, not being forced to house soldiers in your place of residence. residence. And again, that was an important thing to him at the time because they were being forced to, to house and take care of the British soldiers that were in the counties yep. as a way to save money for King George or whatever. Give up their wives or daughters. Well, I don't know if that was going on. That's a whole no, thing. I'm pretty sure that was going on. Was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. The British are notorious for stuff like well, that. Well, the, the British are Limey. Not today, not today. You're Limey. great people. Limey. Don't go wrong. <laughs> Anyways, um, so the other amendments that come kind of are things that were bothering them at the time. There are things that were kind of time sensitive, what was going on, how to prevent things from happening. But the first two amendments spoke to a long term, long vision goal of how to keep personal liberties and personal freedoms that. And, um, over the years, the Second Amendment has seen a lot of heat, and it's more recent than, than not, I would say, at the same time, you know, we started to run into issues in the, the 60s and 70s with the peace movement, and 
Vietnam and things like that, and, but it still wasn't that bad. But it wasn't until we got into the late 70s, early 80s, that things started to get a little sketchy. You know, people started saying, uh, you know, they wanted guns controlled, and gun control's always been there. There are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of laws on the book to help govern and regulate the use of firearms, pistols, rifles, shotguns, the whole kit and caboodle. Um, the problem is, the laws really only seem to hinder law-abiding citizens. Yeah, and there was just a case like this, it was a little over a month ago at this time, um, in New York City, where a gentleman went in, you know, or an ex-worker or something went in and shot up a hospital. Yes. And uh, this is New York City. Uh, you know, we had the SAFE Act in New York State, and New York City has some of the strictest gun laws in the nation. You know, and, you know, I remember seeing comments from people saying, well, how can that happen? There's gun laws. You know, it was a joke, meaning they don't apply to criminals. They don't obey the law. That's why they're criminals. That's why they're criminals. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why, you know, you look at a, a city like Chicago, which has the strictest gun laws in the nation, has the highest crime rate due to, you know, uh, weapons uh, use or guns use and death because the criminals have the weapons. They're not going to give them up. They're not going to give up their guns. And they're killing people. They are, and it's only less than 10 minutes into the show, or we're going to swing this around to Trump. So, we talked about. I don't about think Trump had anything to do with the killings in Chicago. He's he getting did. blamed for everything else he right did. now, and the he Russians did. didn't either, damn it. But he's trying to do something about it. Yes, he's he taking, is. taking a crap load of heat. Surprise, surprise. Because he's trying to do something, something about it. Um, he wants to send in uh, the feds to help get the crime under control in Chicago. And people are freaking out about it. And he's sending the troops and this, that, and everything else. And no, they it, would rather he, see people he, die every he, day he is, than do anything about the problem. That's that's the kind of the society we live in. No, just let people die. Why Why do anything to, to rectify the situation or, or you know, to do something about it? Let's just let people die. You know, what was it one weekend not that long? What, was there 100 people shot? Almost every weekend. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. every weekend. And that's in one city. One city. Yeah, bring in the feds. Yes, good idea. Yes, bring in the army. Yes, we should. Yes. There should be martial law in the city at this point. And every house should be searched. Wow. Under martial law. Okay. This is why Jeff's here not, <laughs> not at the White House. And that's the press secretary. And yeah, search every house, man. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Yeah, now we're starting to violate amendments, so you can seize your body. But on the, well, on the martial law, even, that gets put. Uh, I think that put, that gets put aside, which the putting, president does have the ability well, to yeah, declare martial law. But uh, I, I I find it funny because they're bent because Trump's saying it, but the same things they applied. Now, what if what if Barack would have done this? His hometown, Chicago. He didn't do anything about it. I get he that. I'm it. just saying. But what if if he had said, you know what? I'm very concerned about my people. They're dying left and right. I'm going to send in some extra help with the feds, and we're going to try to get the get the town under control. I would have been okay with that as long as he hit okay the poorest housing as well. If he didn't just concentrate on the rich white people, not that there's many in Chicago. <laughs> Yeah. Up in their mansions on 4th oh, Street. That would, have made for good enter- that would have made good entertainment as they kick in the, the doors of the rich white people. To, to Again, I don't get blue making this stuff up. We're not making this stuff up. <laughs> We're not up, making this stuff up. But this is, this is where it goes. But anyway, so, yes. 
illegal criminals, outlaw guns, only outlaws will have guns. Yeah, that's the way it is. The outlaws have them now, and it's, it's not right. Um, I have been a carry concealed license holder in New York State for almost 30 years. Never had, I don't carry all the time, but I've never had to pull it, I've never had to use it. But it's nice notes there. And I think the the bulk of your legally owning handgun citizens are the same way. Are you packing right now? I, <laughs> I'm not packing, not packing anything illegal, I'll put it that way. Hi, we got a special guest in the Wait, studio with us. Miss Moonshine, Ms. Moonshine. should not be in the studio right now. So. Somebody's not doing their job. <laughs> that may have to come out of that. But anyways, um, again, they put a lot into it. I mean, you get a pistol pernick in New York, um, carry concealed on top of it. 10,000 hoops you got to jump through, at least a couple letters. You have to write the judge and explain to him in a thousand word essay why you should have a carry concealed permit and not just a permit to hunt and target practice. A lot of things go on before you actually get that gun to carry it. Um, and a lot of things, the littlest thing can get taken away from you. So there are laws in the books. The problem is not the law-abiding citizens that have guns. It's the guns in the hands of the non-law-abiding citizens. And the fact that that side of the equation is more heavily armed than the other side is the problem I have with a lot of the gun regulations, including the SAFE Act in New York, which is incredibly stupid. Right. And get back to Thomas Jefferson. In a letter to James Madison dated January 30th, 1787, he said, I prefer dangerous freedom over peaceful slavery. Meaning that, okay, we're going to live in an environment where everyone's going to have a gun or a gun's going to be legal. And it will be somewhat of a dangerous society because of that fact. But it beats slavery. Because you're not armed. If you're not armed, if you don't have the ability to be armed, you are easy pickings. It's like going to school with your lunch pail and $10 in your, in your pocket or $5 in your pocket for lunch. And the bully comes up to you and your parents tell you no matter what you do, you don't fight back. And you hand over your lunch and your money to the boy. That's what this is. This is. Yeah, that's what gun control is. You know, it's 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 like you said, it's taking away the rights of freedom loving dead blooded Americans over these dirtbag dirtbag and that's their dirtbag gang members. The bloods and the crips, yes, you're dirt bags. Um, you know, this is what it is. This is what our society's turned into. And they got these the left-wing nut-job Democrats in New York State who love, they love gangs. Or they wouldn't be passing stupid laws like this. That's what it boils down to. Well, they love criminals. Yeah, they do. They, they love, love, they love yeah. criminals. I have, I have a personal connection inside the correctional system. And he is on the proper side of the bars, not the inmate side of the bars. And... They almost go out of their way to make the job damn near impossible for correction officers to do their job. Do their job with a relative sense of safety. Yeah, and you can't even sleep with the inmates anymore on the female side. Oh, I found no. that out. All right, a buddy got fired for that. Yeah, then. Or, or the no, male side. She shouldn't be doing that. I was, I was yes, around. that is. That is, <laughs> that is a around. bad no-no. Um, 
yeah, you don't do that. Because then you bring in equipment to your boyfriend so he can escape. <laughs> he didn't escape, which we, happened. We, we had that, that happened too. Happened your we had that too. Was it last year or the year before that? I think it's yeah. been two years now. But yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember their name, but oh, her, na- her name is infamous within the correctional facilities yeah. Yeah. because uh, every time they come down with a new regulation that just kind of screws over the guards, they call it, uh, if her name was Judy, they called it Judy Rule. And uh, I don't think her name is Judy. So she's like, <laughs> Judy's not the one you're mad at me. So, yeah, the Second Amendment is, and it's, again, it's, it's been argued and, you know, people say, well, that's fine then. You know, if you want to have a flintlock, you can have a flintlock because that's what was around when, when they passed the Second Amendment. And you're absolutely right. And as soon as they eliminate all the pornography, all the other nonsense that is crapped up that falls under the freedom of speech, freedom of religion, that wasn't around in 1776. Yep. As soon as that's all eliminated and not protected, you might convince me about the flintlock argument. But you can't. Because you got to adapt to what's going on. And our forefathers knew that with the First Amendment, and they knew it with the Second Amendment. Well, here's here's the problem I have with the SAFE Act in general. I, I remember uh, our wonderful Governor Cuomo, um, he had said, you know, he was making a point, he was on public radio, or it was public radio, actually. And he was making a point that, you know, uh, you know, there's no reason to have guns today. He was He's really pro no guns, if you ever listen to this man speak. He was, no reason to have guns today. Uh, you know, when this when the Constitution was written, you got to remember it, what, what, what it was back then, but there's no reason for it today. And what this idiot doesn't understand, that people didn't eat without a gun, you know, in the 1700s and 1800s. You simply did not eat. You had to have a gun to kill food. There wasn't a Walmart or a Wegmans or a giant food market or a oh, great American. I don't see even around anymore. Oh, at least not here. Uh, but there wasn't these chains that you could just go to and, you know, get food. It, it didn't exist, you know. So to use the equation, <laughs> it's it's beyond stupidity. A hunter doesn't need so many bolts in his chamber to hunt. You don't know that. The guy's never hunted in his day in his life, Cuomo. How in hell would he know what a hunter needs? The man doesn't know nothing. Well. He's a politician. And a highly paid one at that, by the way. Beyond just How that. do you be, you know, and that's another thing. How do you become a multi-millionaire Serving the public, you know, this is what these people should be asking these governors and these congressmen. Yeah, that's these one senators. of the show, folks. No, yeah, but we're going to do a show about oh, that. I'm sure we you are. Know, these dirty bastards. Cuomo's one of them. He's one dirty sob. You know, now his son's on CNN. You see his son? Is it Chris Cuomo? Is that that son of sob's name? That guy's got to be the worst reporter ever seen. He's up there with Ann Coulter. You know, Ann Coulter on the right side is a nut job. This this Cuomo jerk is just like just like her, but on the left hand side. Nut jobs, the two of them. Okay. I'm off my soapbox. Anyways, and just right, you you get your food at the grocery store or nothing. But my question is, that's all on the good, but but the the person telling you this has round-the-clock security, has armed protection. Now, yeah, he's a governor. There are threats against him, blah, 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 whatever. I'll tell you what, I'm not the governor, but there's probably just as much of a chance that I'm getting shot if I'm in New York City. Walking down the street. In the wrong neighborhood, especially. Then there is of him getting shot at some point. And I'm not saying anyone to shoot him, just using an example. Why don't you walk down the street in a Crips neighborhood in New York City with wearing red? Uh, we'll see how long you last. Why you drink a glass of water out of the state <laughs> office building is what I say to you. All right, for anyone that doesn't understand the whole glass of water state office building comment, Google it. It's a funny <laughs> thing. Uh, governors, governors from way back made a comment, but 
we'll get to that's a whole other show. Another show too. Um, it's easy for people to have protection and have other people with guns around them to say they don't need them. But as a citizen that doesn't have the resources to have a security detail at my beck and call, I would like to have the option to protect myself and my family the best way I can. And that doesn't mean having only harsh language available to me to thwart an attacker or thwart a person breaking into our home or trying to carjack me. Um, you know, you, you've got to, you've got to, it's an individual freedom. In 2008, in 2008, the Supreme Court put this whole thing to rest when they ruled that the Second Amendment applies to the individual. Because a lot of the argument back then was, well, if you're a state militia and a state organized and a state sanctioned you know, militia or a branch of the military, that's one thing. No. 2008, almost uh, eight years ago, Supreme Court ruled Second Amendment applies to the individual. And we have been tossing around the idea of forming our own militia here. Let's talk it all. Well, let's um, talk it all militia. Yeah, let's talk it all militia. Um, yeah. We'll be packing. And we'll make some visits to the governor. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, you know, uh, in New York State, now I don't know how other states are, but New York State, believe it or not, I've actually read some of the laws, and this is a while back, a couple of years. I should have, you know, rehearsed it a little better tonight for tonight's show, and I should have wrote some of it down. But I do remember reading um, when the safe, because I remember researching when the safe act came out, uh, that New York State actually, if you own a home and your home's broken into, and you feel that yourself or your family is threatened, you have the right to use deadly force. People don't realize that New York State has its own constitution, which was written well before Cuomo took office. Yes, um, there are very specific laws that govern the use of deadly force, use of force in general. Um, and I will tell you, if you apply for a pistol permit and you want it carry concealed, uh, you have to attend an eight-hour class on the use of force and firearm, as you should in my firearm opinion. instruction. And absolutely. Um, it talks about when it's appropriate, when it's not appropriate, what you need to do, what you have to do, and the old joke, well, make sure, you know, if you shoot them, make sure it looks like they're coming in the house, not leaving the house. Um, <laughs> which everyone seems to remember and always references when you talk about this subject. Um, yeah, you you don't want to be shooting anyone in the back. Right, that looks bad. It does look bad, yeah, you know, that's yeah. like, you know, if... Hands up, don't it's shoot. Like, it's like the old the doctor's, the old doctor joke, you know, patient dies in the doctor's office, Nurse goes, Doctor, what do we do? And the doctor says, make it look like he's leaving. Not that he's showing up. Um, yeah, we need to... It's it's one of those things that if you don't... If you are in a secure environment and have never been faced with a situation, you don't understand the need. And even if it's only a psychological need, even if it's only a placebo effect that you have a firearm or a rifle or whatever that you're safe um there's a lot of responsibility comes with it. you've got to be able to know that if you're not willing to use it properly and use it when you have to it can be turned it absolutely can be turned against you yeah i uh i that no i uh i sleep with a gun every night um uh, i put it away every morning lock it up i have a secure gun safe like you should 
Uh, I think everyone should have one, actually, if you own the guns. Uh, New York State, I think it is a law at this point, but uh, you should have one in your home, uh, especially with children. Uh, but every night, I take it out of the gun case, uh, I load it, it's a 16 gauge, um, and I put birdshot in there, because in the middle of the night, if my house is broken into, it's very dark in my house, um, and if I feel threatened, uh, I'm going to shoot that gun. And it's a birdshot, so it's not going to miss. Someone's going down. Um, and that's what it comes down to. I may not kill them, which is fine. I don't want to kill anybody. But, you know, I feel threatened or my family's threatened. They are going to feel some pain and they're not going to be able to proceed with that threat of pain against my family or myself. You know, uh, Samuel Adams, who was a brewer and a patriot, in the Massachusetts ratifying, of, ratifying convention said in 1788, the Constitution shall never be constructed to prevent the people of the United States who are peaceable, peaceable citizens from keeping their own arms, meaning that the Constitution will not be something to use to restrict people from owning a firearm. Okay, that's what that means. That there's no, you know, no, not, that's right. not what he said. Yeah, this is what, what he said. said. This is a quote. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, again, it's... You may never have had to invoke the First Amendment, but you don't have to because no one questions about your freedom of speech. Right. And if someone, and believe me, if someone says, well, you can't, so I got the First Amendment. Same with the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment guarantees the first and guarantees the other ones that come after it. It's there for a reason. And I'm not saying to go out and shoot someone that disagrees with you, but it's designed to be there as a safeguard. And if, and again, the ten hats going to come out at this point. Back in World War II, and this is backing things up quite a bit. One of the main reasons that there wasn't an all-out attempt Pearl Harbor, Pearl Harbor, was just kind of almost their toes in the water type thing. But there was the one time it was suggested to take, to invade the West Coast during World War II. The thing that kept the Japanese at bay is the fact they knew there were so many privately owned firearms that they didn't feel they could contain the citizenry of the United States. And the same argument was used for the dropping of the atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki because we felt that if we tried to invade Japan, uh, if the emperor ordered it, every single man, woman, and child that was left would have fought with kitchen knives on our soldiers coming to shore. They would fought to tooth and nail to the death. They would not have surrendered. And that was very true, by the way. I think. It was. They... Very, very true. Um, so the power of weaponry and the, the power knowing that, you know, we possess that keeps countries at bay, and that is a fact. You know, we are not going to be an easy country to conquer. You know, that's what it boils down to. Um, Although it seems to be getting easier and easier every day if they wanted to. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, uh, you know. And here's the thing, you know. And you know, we talked about the First Amendment in the last show. We brought up a little bit today. We talked about the Second Amendment. And what's great about these amendments? It protects rights. You know, the uh, weapon, the right to bear arms. You know, to defend oneself, the right to freedom of speech. But nowhere in the Constitution. And again, this is another show. I know that does it say women's rights to to commit murder in the name of abortion. Nowhere in the Constitution it says that. Just pointing that out, folks. Okay, let's go on. Okay, well, I don't know if I can follow up that one, but anyways, so, yeah, I, again, I've 
I don't hunt anymore. I used to. I don't hunt anymore. And I think as I get older, I see the whole, you know, killing killing things just for the sport of killing them and things like that. I see the trophy hunters coming back in the picture. Kind of like a woman with abortion. It, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's Jeff at letstalkitall.com. Hate mail comes Hate mail, today. send to Jeff. Because we no longer hear Steve at Let's Talk Goes. Um, but I do feel... You know, I should have the right to, if push comes to shove, protect myself, defend myself, and to be able to say no to someone that feels they can impose their will on me because they might be might be better armed. I doubt they would be better armed than me, but they might be better armed than me. Um, yeah, I just it's one of those. I'm not I'm not a gun nut per se. You know, I had my phase when I was younger that was all about it, but I've kind of gotten away from that, but I still enjoy firearms, still enjoy going out shooting every now and then. Um, but it's a right. It's my right. It's my right as much as it is to be able to say what I want and worship the way I want. And just because someone else who is well-protected and well-guarded doesn't feel I should have that right isn't right to me. Isn't right at all. Isn't right to me. And you know what time it is? Time for a shot, but first we'll let the listening audience home know that tonight, in honor of the Second Amendment talk we're having, we are drinking a concoction called Monk's Blood, uh, brewed with cinnamon, vanilla, uh, and oak chips and dried figs, and it's produced by a company called the 21st Amendment. So this is the Second Amendment, so that's us, but the 21st Amendment makes this brew, and we're, we're having that. And it's actually quite good. It's not bad. It's, no, not, it's bad. not bad at all. Not I'd bad like to all. get it in a, a bottle, but I found it in a can. It was expensive, but it was damn good. Um, and tonight, for our shot of the night, we have Barnstorm Winery. It's called Nosedive, and it's located, it's called the Finger Lakes Dessert Wine. Uh, this I got this uh, when on a wine tour uh, last week up in Watkins Glen, yes. which is on the, it was on the, uh, the west side of the lake up in Watkins Glen, we hit about eight wineries, and we really had a blast, and this stuff was really good. And I told the gentleman when I was buying it that we would be doing a shout-out, and uh, we are at this time. Um, every winery was up there, except for, it was great, except for one. I'm not going to mention it. I did a Yelp review. Just look for Jeff O's Yelp reviews, and you will see my reviews. Uh, but, yeah, this stuff is good. So, actually, we haven't tried this yet. I think it's good. So, here we go. Here, Here is the swimming, swimming with bow-legged women. There we go. Oh, yeah. Folks, that's the sh- stuff. That's good. Chilled. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing chill. Yeah, but it's good. It is good. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I can pour that on my fiance's body and lick that all night long. That's good. Okay, stuff. that may have to get out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. I'll be long time post-editing this time of the show. Did you know what Thomas Jefferson, in a letter to John Cartwright, dated the 5th of June, 1824, said? He said that. Anything with jungle fever, I don't want to hear it. The Constitution of most of our states, and of the United States, asserts that all power is inherent in the people, that they must exercise it by themselves, that it is in their right and duty to be at all times armed. The people, <laughs> the people are to be armed, baby. You know, and George Washington, 
You know, we didn't even bring up George Washington. You know, the statement comes from Washington's first annual address as he's president of the United States to Congress, which was on January 8th, 1790. A free people ought not only to be armed, but disciplined. He completely supported the rights of the individual to have a firearm, but to be, you know, understanding enough of its potential to do harm. Yeah, well, discipline's out the door for this current generation, but... Oh my gosh, Johnny, yeah. these little dirtbags are walking around the street. Did you know Johnson City is this... Did you see that? What? Out of cities? It was in the paper last Oh, yeah. Week. It the second most dangerous city. How, in my little town... There was, there was something else ranked in there, too. Is it Binghamton? No, Binghamton was, like, way down on the list. John City was number was, two. I thought there were two of our towns that made it. In I don't place. know. John City's two. We're, we're terrible. You know why? Because the drugs and the gangs are taking over. You know, got hoodlums across the street hanging out in their ports all night, drinking and partying. I call the cops, they show up, they turn on the lights, and that's it. That's all that happens. The ones that are arrested. You know what sucks about this is here I'm going on, and actually a good friend of mine is actually the police chief of the John City Police Force. And I feel bad because the guy does an amazing job. He's actually one of the best people I've ever met in my life, by the way. He really is. And the mayor's a great guy, too. But, you know, I'm like at the point where I'm like calling the feds. Just call them in, get them to help out. Let's get rid of these dirt bag gangs. Let's get it over with. Let's bang some heads together. Let's break some skulls. Let's get it done. Okay. Okay, that was so, a tangent. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> so, I'm so glad I brought this subject up tonight. <laughs> so, for those of you that may not, may not own a map or an atlas or whatever of New York, there's New York City, and then there's Buffalo, Rochester, and Binghamton is kind of the halfway point. Yep. So all the ones being pushed out of New York City wind up in Binghamton. All the ones being pushed out of Rochester wind up in Binghamton. Or if they're going to the other city, they seem to stop here and hang out for a while. And cause they, trouble before like they their move on, do. Before they move on. So we are kind of the the catch-all, the, the, the spittoon of New York, whatever you want to say it is. Um, and, yeah, it's – I love the area. We talked about this last show. I love where the history of the area, the area – we talked about we going out, rich culture and history. This whole area is rich in it, but there's also a darker, seamier side to this area that just puts the rest of us off. You know, look at I've been down to Florida, I've been out of Virginia, I've been in a lot of different states down in the South. Let me tell you something about the people down there, right? Now, especially in Florida, now they know when they want free stuff, everyone knows you come to New York State. Okay, it's a give me state. Gimme, 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 gimme. Everybody with a half a brain knows that, okay? They bring their kids up here. They get their free food. They free food stamps. And there's, uh, you know, their different wick stuff and all that jazz. They come up here for it. Now, here's an interesting thing. I spent a lot of time in the great state of Virginia. And every time I'm down there, this is a true story, by the way. I remember standing in a grocery store, okay? And those lines had to be like, you know, 10 people long at least. And this lady, they're talking. Jenome's up there. He's getting his milk and his bread. And the lady's going, how you doing today? Scam one item. Jim's all fine. Scam one item. <laughs> it's a beautiful day, it says. Yes, ma'am. Scam one item. Now, in New York State, if someone did that, people would be ready to kill the person in front of them because his line was taking too damn long, right? But down yeah. in there, everybody has patience. I was the only impatient person there. I was like, are you kidding me? What the hell's going on here? True story. And then, you know, the amount of time I spent in Virginia, and this is a little town. This is an old Civil War town, right? I'm driving around, my window's down, and the one thing you don't hear, you don't see a police officer anywhere, but you don't hear the, 
There's no music coming out of people's cars. There's no hoodlums walking down the street. And nobody's speeding. Because everybody takes the time and they have respect for each other. What the hell happened to the great state of New York? That's what I want to ask you. Lincoln happened in the great state of New York. That's what happened. Stop it. Stop it. Um, no more no more 21st Amendment stuff for you. It's Yeah, it's gone downhill, unfortunately. Um, but... It's gone downhill in a lot of areas, not just the great state of New York. Um, a lot of other states have the issue. And, but you are right. You are right. This is the freebie state. Um, I have I have acquaintances that work in the uh, Department of Social Services, whatever acronym you want to give it, whatever state you're in. And uh, although they never give me specific names because they're not allowed to, I do hear the horror stories of, uh, everyone that comes up from New York City because they're out of benefits down there. Yeah, they come, come up here there. to get new benefits Absolutely. and from other states to get benefits. And yeah, it's. It, and that's why we have the highest. Look at New York State now has the highest tax in the nation. This is, you know, I'm joking around a lot of the show, but really, right now, I'm being really honest, we really do have the highest taxes in the nation. Did we finally beat California? Yeah, you know, we're beating California. We even uh, beat Hawaii, okay? Hawaii, we're beating everybody on taxes because. We give everything away for free. It's a, it's nuts. You can't look at If you go on there right now, go on landwatch.com and look up property values in New York State, okay? And then go to a, a neighboring state, say Pennsylvania, for that matter. You cannot buy property in Pennsylvania for what you could buy in New York. New York, you can get 50 acres of land for a decent amount of money. You can't even come close to that amount. You're going to pay 10 times the amount in Pennsylvania. You know why? A, the taxes are lower, and B, they allow something called fracking. So everybody wants in on the fracking. All right, in New York State, everybody thought fracking was going through, but yeah. I told everybody it wasn't going to happen because Cuomo was going to run for president in 2020, which he's going to, and he's going to lose because he's an idiot, but he will run. All right, and uh, what's going to happen is so he went against the fracking, and what happened was everybody's property value went through the floor. It wasn't worth anything anymore. So every, if you go on Landwatch right now, you will find so much property for sale in New York, it's like you can get a bargain for it, but your taxes are going to be nuts. True story. True story. True story. True story. Look, I'm on the, the Landwatch fracking, every day. And the fracking's a whole other price show and a half. Yep. yep. Um, I'm sorry, I'm getting us off the subject. It's got its ups and it's got its downs. And yeah, we're... we're off target at this point. Anyways. No, not really, because New York, New York State, it's, it, it all ties in because we are a anti-constitutional state. We really are in a lot of ways. I mean, they want to give away, they give rights to stuff that's not in the Constitution, like abortion. I know it's another show. But this is the stuff they support. They support the killing of babies, but they want to take your right away to defend yourself, which makes no sense to me. We don't have the death penalty in New York State, but we'll kill babies. That's New York State for you. It's unbelievable. Okay. Continue. Anyways, <laughs> so we are well into this show, and we need to probably get away from anything dealing with weapons or killing babies. Anything <laughs> at this point, Bambi, babies, whatever. So, what I like to say at this point, and this it's is this is a, this is a this is, yeah, this is a <laughs> personal people that do not appreciate the hardworking customer service oriented people. You go out to a restaurant, your waitresses and waiters have got bartenders, uh, valet car parkers, um, anything where this person is doing you a service, either pumping the gas for you because you don't want to get out of your car, 
people that don't tip. Don't tip. Don't have the slightest clue that one, if if this person's working a job that is is classified as a tip um, tip oriented job, like waitress, waiter, bartender, that they get paid less, much less than minimum wage. Get paid much less than the kid that can't figure out that you need a straw with your soda <laughs> at one of the fast food places when he's getting or going to be getting fifteen dollars an hour. And I get we don't tip the we don't tip the drive-through people and things like that. Well, sometimes we do, but we no, we don't. But people that don't tip the other jobs out there and uh, waitresses, waiters, you can, people. Train now to kind of know that you tip these people at least something. Um, and I'm on this rave tonight because I work in a tip-oriented field. I am a casino dealer. I'm going to say where, though. Huh? <laughs> I'm going to say where, though. Well, no, where they, they, right. you know, I don't care at this point. I'm, I'm tired. I can't, I can't say when I'm at the casino these people. But you know what? We are classified the same pay category as a waiter, waitress, or bartender in New York State, which means we are getting paid below, well below minimum wage to do our job. And we, just like the waiters and waitresses and bartenders, survive on tips. Survive on tips. And it makes me crazy a player, whether they're winning or losing, whether they are up $2,000 or in the whole $2,000. Will still throw a waitress a dollar tip for a eight ounce bottle of water she brings to them yep. or a coffee, but they won't tip the dealer a dollar, even if they're winning. Like I can understand if you say, "Well, you're not sending me winning." I don't understand it because it's not accurate. But if we just get the ones that are winning to tip us, because not even the ones that are winning don't always tip us, which is crazy. You just won two grand at this table, and you don't think you should throw me maybe five, yeah. ten bucks, is a it, quarter? Is it against the rules to have a little sign? I mean, I yes, we are. We are not. We are not. And this is I'm on, which I am actually my first amendment right now to say we're not allowed to solicit tips from the people. Right, but having a sign isn't soliciting. You can't have a sign. It's can't. Can you? Can you? Can you have a friend come in and say he needs tips? If you want to have someone come in and sit down your table and say, hey, look, you need to tip these people. And we've had customers do that, which is funny to watch. They'll be tipping the dealer and no one else at the table will, and he'll start belittling the other people. That is great. It is great. That guy's great. can't say it's great, but, yeah, we need more of them. I mean, don't get me wrong. We do have players that tip us, and I do have players that tip whether we're winning or losing. But, but, you know the, what? but the majority do not. Right. Well, I think it's important to understand here. Look, I do not go to casinos. Mm-hmm. I've been to a casino maybe three times in my life, and I lose money every time. And I can say this. I've never played at the table before, but I would not know the correct etiquette. And a lot of people don't. Right. Country. And I think that's what the problem is. I think it's up to casino that hires you guys to, like, you know, put their dick out in the wind here and do something about it. I'm sorry. But, I hear you. you know, okay, well, I'm not going really to do, really do that. But even when players see the players tipping, episode, by the way. And, and if a player says, "Well, what's that guy doing?" We can say, "Well, he's he's tipping for us." Or he's what's really nice with the casino is that the player can play for the dealer. So, like, if you're playing, you can put a dollar for me to play along with you. Oh, cool! 
That way, if I'm winning, if you're winning, I'm winning. If the casino's winning, then I'm not getting my tip. I mean, it's right. It's I'm playing. It's so it's not me dealing you a bad hand because I'm right. giving myself a bad hand when I do that. Right, right. Uh, we don't give bonuses if at the end of the night we get more. <laughs> and I think people think that. Right. No, and that, I, that I get a bonus for every hand they win. Yeah. I don't. They they stopped that practice long ago. Yeah. There's no there's no shuffling of cards. There's no. Hooligans behind the scenes. No. So there's not a secret deck that they're using. This if, this doesn't happen, folks. If this I had a way to let the players win all their hand, I would if they were tipping me. But I don't, and it makes me crazy. I'm trying to deal. It's not me. I have I have set rules. I have a machine that shuffles cards for me. I have very little to do with those cards when they come out, other than take them out of a shoe and hand them to you or deal them to you. Yep. I don't hand shuffle them, so I can't magically put the order in the cards. It's a machine that does it. All I do is hand you your card so you can play your game. Just like a waitress that brings you food, she didn't cook it. And I know if I'm at a restaurant and the food's crap, but at least I got good service from the waitress. She seemed to care. She, tried. she gets a tip. Even if the food is crap, dog food. Yeah. Not so much at the casino. Okay? Can't help it if the cards came out wrong for you. Can't, if you played wrong. Yeah, we're playing blackjack, you know, that's and, you, a, and you split a pair of kings. You right. split a 20 on blackjack, and you lose both of them. You know, I took it a tip just for you being effing stupid to split a pair of 10s. Yeah. But I don't. Even if I say, sir, are you sure that's what you want to do? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So you know, that, That's a good point about the waitress thing. And, I, you know, I just got thinking about this. You said that, you know, I've been in many situations where, you know, the waitress was fantastic. And the food was crap, or the food was fantastic, and the waitress was crap. And I'm starting to think now. I mean, I'm a big tipper, and I'm wondering why am I tipping these waitresses? All they do is come to my table and take it and take the order. Usually, they don't even bring the food at this point. Red Lobster don't bring the food; somebody else does. Why am I not tipping there's the guy bringing the food? There's a runner, but usually the right. the one that brings the food gets a portion of the waitress's tip. Oh, see now, this I did not know. Folks. But the chefs so, do not. And why don't the chefs so get a damn tip? If I the food, if the food was good, but the waitress sucked, stiff them. Okay, I'm gonna stiff. Because the way the the chef does the chef does not get tips. I won't leave our business card so on the stiffies, yeah, yeah, but I yeah. will on the other. One. I left our business cards all over the winery spot. Nice. Everywhere, yeah, we're plastic. So, and I think I'm just trying to put out there that yeah, be aware of it and just know that you know unless you're wearing a suit in the casino, you're these people are making minimum wage. So if you're gonna give the waitress a dollar, give the give the dealers a dollar. When they're when they're even if we're only dealing you winning hands, give them a dollar. You know, don't come to the end of when you color up to get all your money and you have you have four four white chips, four dollar chips sitting in front of you, and wonder what to do with them. Throw them back to the dealers. Something, something. Give us. We are grateful for whatever we get. If it's just a buck, that's fine. We'd like you to see some a little more, you know, compensatory with what you actually won. But hey, we we take it at that point because, you know. There's we pool our tips and then we split them amongst all of us, and I didn't mean to get on tonight, but today was just one of those days at the casino that I did alright on tips, but I had one guy winning every few hands and every few every few times he won he tipped me something out of that winning. Had another guy next to him that was winning probably twice as many hands, didn't take the hit, didn't tip me once even when he left, didn't tip me. It's. It's it's annoying, and it was one of the better games I deal. So it wasn't even like I was a bad dealer at the game. Just they couldn't get they couldn't catch the cards. It's, I'm sorry about that, but that's 
Machine shuffles, I hand them to you. That's the extent of it. It's yeah. like a waitress. The, the, the machine's the chef. He made the food. I hand you the food. You gave the waitress a tip. You didn't give me nothing. But anyways. But there are other 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 fields out there, other people out there. Think about it. the the valet parker. Uh, Busboy takes... Uh, take Bellboy takes your luggage up to the room you tip. Uh, pizza delivery guy. You know, doesn't have to be a fortune. Throw them a couple bucks. They're happy with it. You know, they really are. They're not gonna. They're not gonna look at the call bucks and you know, say screw you. I don't want to. You know, if that's all you can afford, them, they're not gonna do it. They do something really screwy, like you win win ten thousand dollars and you leave a quarter, a silver quarter on the table. You might get that thrown at you. But uh, you know, the only you know the only time that I I got a little upset. Uh, was at a restaurant. It was here in Johnson City. It was on Bank Street. I'm not going to name it. And uh, I used to go there every every Saturday morning to go and have breakfast there. And uh, usually the service was outstanding every single time. And one day it was really, really busy. And I understand it happens. I'm a former retail manager. I understand how the world works. Um, but, you know, when the waitress finally got to my table, um, you know, I, I said, well, you know, if we have a few more minutes. And she gave me this look of, well, we're really busy and I need to order now type of thing. And you know, I'm like, you know what? I'll go eat somewhere else. I actually got up and left. You know, yeah, I mean, like, uh, I get that you're busy, but you, you can't treat customers there. No, it's it about customer service. And, yeah. I, and if you've got a, you know, you got a dealer or anyone giving you bad customer service, definitely don't tip them. But I haven't been back. I've never you been know, back. customer service and how the cards come out or how the food comes out isn't isn't part of it. And uh, you know, you can say, well, the waitress is on the feet. I'm on my feet all day. I'm right. on my feet for eight hours. I've got. Well over 500 hours of training I had to do before I could even set foot on a casino floor and deal. Uh, waitress, you walk in, say, I want to serve drinks, and they give you a tray and point you yeah. to, to where the people are. Absolutely. And I'm not belittling waitresses. You guys have a hard job, and you guys put up a lot of stuff. Yeah, they do. But, and I'm, and I, you, you earn and deserve everything you get as far as tips, but I've worked hard to get where I am as well. And so the rest of my fellow dealers and people just don't seem to grasp that. So if any of you are listening, um, think about it. Think about the fact that the reason you're able to go to a place and gamble and have fun is because dealers are there to make it happen. And the only one that's really helping us out as far as compensation, put food on our table, is the players because the base pay covers insurance. It may be a little extra, but seven thirty-five, seven fifty an hour, whatever the New York State minimum is now, really doesn't. Even at forty hours a week, uh, feed the babies and put roof over their head and clothes in the back. You know, and that goes for uh, strippers as well. And I'm not even making a joke right now. Honest to God, like you, you know, don't be one of those guys or girls in that matter. Go to the guys' clubs with ten dollars in your freaking purse or your wallet, and then expect. You know, look, it doesn't work that way. These women and these guys are up there. They're sweating their butts off, whatever. And uh, they're stripping out their clothes. They're dancing music. They're, they're exerting a lot of energy. And they're making you feel good about yourself. And they make eye contact with you. And they make you feel that way. And that's great for you. But, you know, putting a dollar in the dree string or a dollar in their their, paint, or, you know, their underwear or whatever doesn't do anything from that. Don't be one of those people. Put five dollars in there. Christ's sakes, they just dance for you. They showed you their wares. They gave you a good show. Tip them five dollars at least. I mean, anything less than five dollars, quite frankly, you're a pig. But that's my opinion. Good. 
And, you know, oh, by the way, not to get off to the subject, but uh, we're running out of time. So I want to make sure that everyone's aware that uh, uh, look up uh, the star system Ross 128. Uh, we detected radio signals coming from that star system. And uh, they've been going on for some time now. And they're uh, not the kind that you would uh, associate with a star cluster or a supernova or some known phenomenon. So we may have identified a really alien uh, radio signal at this point. Ross 128. Which is how far from us? That is, oh, that's a good question. It's actually 10.98 light years. I'm going to say 11 light years. So, so 11 light, light years. years. So at the speed of light, it would take you 11 years to reach that. Which is 100,000 miles per second. Which is close. Yeah. I, I know it didn't sound like it, but it is very close to us, especially if a species of advanced to light speed. If they're able to go beyond light speed, they're here even quicker. But it took that radio signal at least that long to get to us. Exactly. So if they left the same time they sent the message, they're, they're almost here. Yeah. They almost. may already be here. They may already be here. It may be a signal for one. They may already be here. They may they just be, be signaling yep. the ones that are already here. And that's a show we already did, but there's more shows like that when we go down the road. We, we're going to be doing a show in the future about abduction. And I ran across some new information, which would just blow people's minds, but that's for another show. I'm sorry. We got on the space thing, and I couldn't help myself. Yeah, but continue, sir. So, yeah, that was my rant. I, I wasn't going to, but we did. Um, so, yes, I think I should be allowed to keep my guns, and I think you should tip me more at the casino. <laughs> I agree <laughs> with both those sentiments, sir. But, you know, uh, and strippers. Um, yeah, strippers. Didn't mean to leave them out of the equation. got to make sure you And, um... I'm not sure what if they get paid minimum wage. I'm not sure. Well, here's the thing. Because I really don't see right. a, a stripper cat classification. Right. And I look at Department of Labor for for tip to, <laughs> for tip jobs. So I'm guessing they're dancing just for the tips, but I could be wrong. Well, here's the thing with strippers. Um, I know a few. Um, not because I go to the strip club. I had to stop going years ago. Uh, not that I ever went. Let me back up to all this. But anyway, long story short, um, uh, a good friend of mine is good friends with strippers. All right, well, my fiancé has friends that are strippers. Um, and uh, the reason for this is because uh, if you have a disability, I'm not going to say what it is, um, it's very hard to get jobs. Um, but if you're hot and have a disability, they don't really care, so you can be a stripper and make money. Um, this is true. Now, unfortunately, what this has done for me is killed my ability to go to strip clubs because if this particular friend is working any particular night, obviously I can't be there because Busted. they would be uncomfortable. So... <laughs> No, not because I couldn't go, oh, but because true. they would feel uncomfortable. Oh, that's you true. You know, um, so for me, when you're out there, tip them. Just be cool. Tip the strippers. Tip a stripper. Tip a stripper. Not like cow Oh, tipping. my gosh. That'd be, yeah, be another sign. Cow tipping. <laughs> Again, Google we shouldn't it. We should do a show stripper. We should do a show just for strippers. We should. We are going to do a show just for strippers. Further down the agenda of shows we're going to do. But. Yes. Strippers will be in there somewhere. And we will get to abortion baby killing as well. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> further down the list, too. Or we may do it sooner just to get that coming up. I on. really think um, Alliance should be on for that show, the baby killing one. I just have a funny feeling we can hear would have a very livid discussion. About I don't have that much time in post editing <laughs> to fix the tape. It'll be, it'll, be, it'll be a show of me just talking or a show of just hearing. The buzzer sound for when they bleep out stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, it would be. 
It would be an epic fail, that's for sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think it'd be an entertaining be, show. We call the police here. <laughs> and then we have a normal jail. <laughs> yeah. It would be a dis- it would be a destruction. <laughs> There's our sound effects and this goes. <laughs> so yeah, um the right to keep the Second Amendment. We'll be talking about later amendments coming in uh, probably next month. We try I've been trying to do it once a month, get one of the amendments and talk about it. Third Amendment's coming up and uh, it's not quite as prerogative and uh, conversationally striking as the first two, but we will talk about it. And we'll make it entertaining. We, Don't worry, we will make it entertaining because it actually, if things go to hell in a handbasket, it will probably be an amendment that will come into play very quick. And you, if, folks, when you listen to these shows, please remember, we're, we're having a good time here, and uh, we're talking off the cuff, and we don't always mean what we say. Yeah, this, this isn't scripted. You're, you we're just having fun, and uh, don't take everything to heart. Uh, I do not hate all Democrats. I do not hate all Republicans. Um, most of them. But not all of them. And, and you know, uh, everybody's got their, you know, their thing, man. Like, you know, uh, my brother said to me once, you know, everybody walks to their own tune, and I think that's really true about people in life. Um, and the great thing about America is, you know, we get to express those views, they get to express theirs, and I have respect for people. You know, I may disagree with them uh, on every subatomic part of my human being, but I still respect their, their what they think, you know, um, and that, that's just the way it is. You know, they can't shout me down, and I can't shout them down, and that's what makes the Constitution such a great piece of paper, Absolutely. you know, and it really is. Speaking of which, we have totally ignored. We want to thank Diversity Broadcasting tonight. Oh uh, they, yeah, they, that's my they, they allow us to uh, put our stuff on the air for you guys to listen to. And that's at www.diversitybroadcastingnetwork.com. Uh, we are Let's Talk It All, and we are at www.letstalkitall.com. Uh, you can contact Jeff with your hate mail at <laughs> Jeff at letstalkitall.com, or you can contact me with your. Uh, Praise and, and gratitude at Anvil, A-N-V-I-L-E, at Let's Talk It All.com. We also have a paranormal event coming up in September, September 23rd. And if you want to learn more about that, that's at Snipe Film Fest, S-N-Y-P-E, filmfest.com. And uh, that'll be a good time in Owego, New York. And I would like everyone to remember, when you're home alone, Masturbation's and you hear, okay. sorry. It, well, <laughs> even if you're not alone, it's okay. Oh, if you hear that noise, you've got two choices. You can either ask Siri to dial 911, or you can ask Siri to dial 411 and ask the question, where do I hide the body? And I've said all I'm going to say tonight. Everyone, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>